Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I know we've been standing tonight, but I just, if we, I'll go to reading. I'm going to read a little lengthy passage, but tonight in Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to continue our study of the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to start reading at verse 10 tonight. The Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12 says, For for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto thee the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the, the evil day, and have done all to stand. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with right, truth, and having your breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17 tonight is where we, I pick up what we're going to talk about for a few minutes. And the Bible says, and he says, verse 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. And then it goes on to say, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. If you will, join me in prayer tonight. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to touch us and anoint us. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to touch this earthly vessel, Lord Jesus. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister right now, Lord Jesus, to this congregation. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to touch us and anoint us tonight. Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to anoint everyone in this service, Lord Jesus, and allow, Lord Jesus, your presence to flow through this place. Lord Jesus, allow people to be changed when they walk from this place. Lord Jesus, touch us and anoint us. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. This scripture I read tonight, we've read a couple times in the last few Wednesday nights. But I just wanted to reread it tonight because tonight, you know, when we read this scripture, the Bible says, take on the whole armor of God that we may stand. And we may stand against the, the, the evil at the end of this world. And can I tell somebody today, if I don't have to tell nobody, but there is, we live in an evil world. We, the Bible says, it says take up the whole armor so we can stand this evil day. We talked about, Brother Larry first talked about, he talked about the, being the, the taking on the, the loins, girding up about the belt of salvation, the belt of truth. And then he talked about the breastplate of, Brother, Brother Boyd talked about the breastplate of righteousness. Brother Chris talked about the, the shoes or the feet of shod with the preparation. And then Brother Williams talked about the shield of faith last week. And so tonight we talk about the helmet of salvation. The first three garments that, was put, that was, we talked about was to be put on first. You know, when you put on your belt, 
You put on your breastplate. You put on your shoes. You usually do that before you leave home. That's something you put on or you should keep on all the time. The final three that we're going to talk about, we talked about one last week and then the other two tonight, one tonight and then the next week, is the helmet, the shield and the helmet and the sword. These are things that we take up before we go into battle. We take up the shield. You know, we got all, we were dressed, but also now we have to take up these things to help to defend us. The first five we talked about this week is, is in defense, being defending, defending the enemy in every way we go. Tonight we're going to talk about the helmet of salvation. A helmet of salvation is a part of the armor that we put on, and we know that part of the armor is to, to take care of, protect the head. The Roman army's helmet served for that protection of just that, the head of the, 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 of the soldier. It is a vital piece of armor because an attack to the head could, could result in instant death. You know, when you talk about these other parts of these armor, they talk about the rest of this armor. This armor is, you know, it protects the body. But you've you got to protect the head because if, if your head is not protected, can I tell you that none of these other parts of these armor would even be any good to you? Because you've got to have your head protected. That's where, the, that's where the control center, the brain is the control center for the body. We must be protected. The Roman soldier's helmet was made to protect the skull or the brain. But it also it was, and I don't have a, I have a helmet here tonight, but I just, I don't have a, the helmet, a Roman soldier helmet. But as I, as I studied the Roman, the helmet of the soldier, the helmet protected the skull. It was made out of metal or brass. The helmets are sometimes they were made out of leather reinforced with, with, with metal or some kind of bronze or brass to conceal, protect the head. Also, it had cheek pieces that came down in front of the face to protect the face. And also in the back of the helmet, and I would like to, tonight, if I had a picture of the helmet, but tonight as it, came, it had a piece that came down and protected the back of the neck from, from things that coming into the back of the helmet. It came down completely, the helmet come completely down to touch the breastplate. It didn't connect to the breastplate, so the head was able to be moved, but it protected anything from getting to the, to the head or the neck part of the, the soldier. Tonight, you know, as like I said, I've never wore a helmet as a soldier. There's so men in here has wore helmets as soldiers, but tonight I, I did wear a helmet when I was in high school, and I brought one here. It's not quite the same color I wore. Actually, it was a little more red that I wore, but I mean, I had to do what I had to do. But but you know, kind of back 30 years ago, I probably wouldn't. Have, Touch this orange helmet, but, but tonight, just, just joking. But like I say, but anyway, I wore a football helmet. And the football helmet is, is just like the, the, and I want to share that tonight because a football helmet is, it does the same principle as a soldier's helmet. This helmet protects the, the head, the brain. It protects the ears. It protects the neck. And actually, it takes, this, this helmet here has a face guard on the front of it that protects the face from anything that come in, coming at it. To, you know, in, in just a short story, I, from, from me understanding how much protection a helmet can have. I was a junior in high school, and I played center on the offensive line. And one night in Oscilla on a rainy night, 
as I, I actually hiked the ball to the quarterback and I come out of my stance, the middle linebacker, a 240-pound middle linebacker, was in full blitz coming straight at me. He lowered his head. I lowered my head. And we hit helmet to helmet. Top of our helmets to top of helmet. It knocked both of us on the ground. Both of us was nearly unconscious. Both of, when I stood up, as a help with a teammate, stood me up, my vision was blurry. I could not see color. Uh, everything was black and white. My ears was ringing, but I was able to stand up. And so, so that helmet protected my head. And so my head was protected, even though this the violent collision. And here a while back, I watched a video, and, and, and today, that actually is illegal in the sport of football. They're, they're in a professional game of football, that you can get players get highly fined for using their helmet as a weapon. But you know, in life, you know, and we see the consequences of that every day. You know, football players today, even I saw this here just a few weeks ago, and I hadn't even hadn't ever saw it before, and I was trying to figure out what the deal was. But as college and professional athletes, football players, their helmets are now and during practice, they have a thing that goes over the top of their helmets. This extra padding. During practice, they wear that for extra protection from collisions this, you know, that you, they don't have. And so it's so important for the hell head to be protected. These helmets, this helmet here tonight is probably a lot more safer than the helmet I wore 30 years ago. But still, every day, these helmets are, they, they spend millions of dollars trying to protect, not just in football, but any contact sports, you see helmets. They protect the head. That is what they're for, to protect the head. Why do you want to protect the head so much? Why is the head so vital? In the scripture, Paul said, make sure you put on your helmet. Because that, is, because that protects the mind. And the enemy is after our mind. He is after our, our that is his, 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 our battleground every day. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but, but our battleground, the enemy, is in our mind. Everything that we do every day changes the way we look at things. Everything that we're exposed to, we take it in our eyes. I've heard this, the eyes is considered the window to the soul. And so whatever we see with our eyes, it affects our body. It affects our life. It affects our heart. It affects our soul. Everything that we hear through our ears. And so tonight, I know I've been talking about physically protecting the skull, but tonight I want to say, you know, there's more, that's, that's not really what Paul was talking about. You know, because we read the scripture. The, the Bible said, the Bible said in verse 12 that I read tonight, he says, we're not, we, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness. The enemy is wanting to throw things at our mind and, can, can, and get us into our head and get, in, get into our life that way. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our mind is important. We must protect our mind. Again, our battleground begins in the mind. Sin begins in the mind. 
Sin begins in our thoughts. We think about things. We allow that thought to process. We allow that thought to, 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 to hang around a little long, a little while. And it begins to become a sin. The Bible says, Job said, he made a covenant with his eyes. And so tonight, we need to make a covenant with our eyes. Can I, can I tell you tonight, I, if, if whatever I, I'm exposed to during the day affects my, my, my mind and my thoughts, when I see things or when I, when I allow things to come into my mind, uh, sometimes you say, where did that come from? You may be riding in a vehicle with someone and they have a radio station on and you hear a song. And, you, and it carries you back to a, a thought or something. Because our mind is, a, is, a, is, a, is, is like I say, is a battleground. We're constantly battling the thoughts that's in our mind. Sometimes in life, you know, we find ourselves dreaming. We just feel like daydreaming. And before we know it, we, we've drifted off so far over here in left field that we're like, how did I get here? Because the enemy, is sub, he's, he's constantly putting these messages in your mind that you don't understand and tonight that is what we have must protect what do we allow to influence our thoughts and that is something I want to bring tonight what influences our thoughts that's something we should think about every day and so sometimes in my life and I'm just going to talk about me tonight sometimes in my life I've, when I've found myself drifting over here in left field I may put on some preaching or listen to some, some good Gossip, gospel, you know, gospel music. Something to get my mind back from there. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, we say, well, I'm, I'm here and I got, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm good and everything. But our mind drifts and our mind goes into places that we shouldn't have been. And sometimes our mind, before we realize it, what, we were like, what am I, where, how did I get here? It's what allowed us to get our thought process to get there. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, for as we thinketh in the heart, so is he. That is a powerful scripture. What we think of affects our heart. It says, eat and drink, saith to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So it doesn't matter what we, sometimes what we put in, but where our thoughts is. You know, we may read our Bible before we leave the house, but what we allow to, to come into our minds between now and then, or what influences between now and after this, can change us. It matters, our thought process matters is how we engage in the battle. Where our mind is, where our thought process is, affects how we engage in battle. If we're, if we're, if we're going to fight the battle, our fight with the devil, I heard this quote, the Bible says, our fight with the devil, first and foremost, is a fight to take back control of our minds. That is our battle, is to take back control because, you know, when we look, you know, look at life, you know, as I've been talking about, before you realize it, we, we can be so far away from where we want to be in life and our thought process. So we got to take back control of that. Lies and mistruths are running rapid in our world today. Everything you look at, there's lies, mistruths. You look at advertisement. Anything you look at today, they're, they're trying to influence your mind to, to believe this is how it is. This is what's true. This is what is in, in, what, how we should be living our life. This is what we should look like. Everything you look at, every, everything you, you apply in your life, there's constantly things, mistruths in our life that's trying to affect us. 
what we allow to come into our minds is, go, is going to shape us. If we allow junk to go in, it's going to shape us that way. If we allow scripture, and that's why it's so important to read and, and pray and, and put good stuff in. Because what we allow to get in our minds will shape us in life. So that is why it's so important to protect our minds. That's why Paul said, but put on the helmet of salvation. Protect your head. Protect your head from anything that can come against you. Then I want to break down salvation. Salvation, you know, we think of salvation, we have our own thinks of what salvation is in our life. Salvation is preservation or deliverance from, from harm. Or del- another definition is deliverance from sin and its consequences, believe, believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. Salvation is the saving of our soul from sin and, and from cons- its consequences. You know, in, in one definition it says, and it, can, and it also can be called deliverance and redemption from sin and its effects. I looked up the Greek word in, in the dictionary, and I looked up the Greek word in, in, in this translation, and it's translated as a defender or defense. This sal- salvation in this, in this translation, in this, in this term, in this scripture, it is... Defender or defense. So uh, it uh, it is a defender of our of our for your mind and from the influences of the world around you. That's what salvation is talking about. It is that defender in your life. It's that protector in your life to protect you from what's going coming into your mind and going around. Romans ten and three thirteen. You know we think about our salvation as our salvation. We think of a salvation as being being saved or. Or our ticket to, to ticket to heaven. That's when we think about salvation. We think about that as our that is our way of you know being saved and and our ticket to heaven. And Romans ten and thirteen says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." And so tonight I want to look at this just a little bit. This this part of salvation, because I want to tie this part of salvation. You know, Acts two and one, and we could probably all quote this scripture. But the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. And it, as it shall, as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, when we look at that scripture, we find that scripture, we know that's the day of Pentecost. We know that's when God poured out his spirit upon the disciples. And, and so, and, and then poured out his spirit for the first time. You know, and then when Peter preached the message, and I just want to share this part too, Acts 2 and 38. The Bible says, Peter, when he answered them, what shall we do to be saved? He says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is when God, Peter says, this is what you must do. You must repent. This is salvation. This is what salvation is. You must repent. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And tonight, if you, if you, and if you hadn't received that 
salvation experience. You can do it but tonight before you leave this house. You can do it but tonight before you leave this place. And I urge you to, if you had never experienced that, air part of that tonight. But I just want to bring out that part where the Bible says when you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, he says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in both in Jerusalem and to Judea and to Samaria and all the uttermost parts of the earth. But a part of that one I want to bring out is, is, but ye shall receive power when you receive the Holy Ghost. And that is what we do when we receive the Holy Ghost. We receive his power. We receive the power to overcome anything the enemy throws at us. That is the salvation, what he's talking about. And when he's talking about the helmet of salvation, he's talking about receiving that power from from the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us, that's going to protect our mind. That's what helps us get through them, them evil, them times in life when we, we start drifting over left field. That's what helps us when we get in these things in life and we allow negative influences in our life. The Holy Ghost should check us. When we start going down roads we shouldn't be going down, the Holy Ghost that's inside of us should check us and it should give us the strength and the power to come back. To get back. Isaiah 12 and 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Verse 3 says, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. You can draw water from that well that lives inside of us. That is what gives us that protection, that helmet of protection in our life. That's what protects our minds is that well of water, that Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. It will protect us. Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 28, says, And fear not them who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear the him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We should be concerned about, concerned about allowing the enemy to enter our minds, because when he enters our minds, he can do more than just kill our, kill our body. It don't matter if you know, when we die, this flesh body dies. If we're right with God, you know, we're going we're gonna to gain. Paul said, also said that. He says, if I, if I live in Christ and if I die in Christ, I do nothing but gain. And so in life, you know, in ourself, so ourself in life, so we don't need to worry about the protecting the skull. We need to be worried about what protecting what's inside the skull, what we allow inside the skull, what we allow inside our minds to protect us. We must protect that at all costs. And the helmet of salvation is protect more than just our mind. It, it protects our soul. It protects our direction we go in every day. Because when, we don't, when our thought process is affected, it changes the whole outlook of our life. Hebrews, Hebrews 9 and 27, the Bible says, And as it is appointed upon men once to die, but after this, the judgment... So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look upon him shall appear the second time without sin into salvation. Can I tell somebody tell you tonight that Jesus has already took our sin to the cross. He once bear the sins of our, for our soul. He didn't have to go back again every time. He took care of our sin. He took care of that. He gave us the strength and by that he gives us the strength to go through every day. He gives us the strength to, to walk down the streets we walk down. 
He gives us the strength to, to withstand any enemy that's in our life. And so tonight as we, you know, we go through life, the, we, we must put on the helmet of salvation. Because the helmet of salvation does more in our life. It protects us. It leads us and guides us. And it, it directs our paths. And tonight, who are we going to look to in battle? When we go through battle, when we start getting wounded, when we get things in our life, you know, we've we got to look to the one that has everything in control. The one that in our life, you know, we find ourselves, you know, struggling through battles. Anybody here besides me has, sometimes you feel like you're struggling. Sometimes we feel like in our life, we feel like that we're, that we're just going through the motions. We feel like just any, everything's not just right. We're just going through things. We put one foot in front of the other. And so in life, you know, we must, we must in, in life, sometimes the enemy has, has attacked us in our mind to the place. And sometimes when our mind is attacked, we can't overcome anything else in our life. And so we have to get through these things. And God gave us the strength. He gave us the power to make it through everything we go through. Tonight, is, is an, as I begin to close tonight, I ask us tonight, where are we going to, where are we, are we going to allow the enemy to, to just barge into our soul? You know, in life, you know, we find ourselves in life, you know, just sometimes, you know, allowing the enemy to, to creep into areas of our life. And we must, every day, we must search them areas and put him out. We must put on that helmet every day. As I said in the beginning when I started talking tonight, when I started in the first part of my message, I talked about, you know, we have to put on the helmet to go into battle. Can I tell you tonight, sometimes the helmet is uncomfortable. Sometimes the helmet is, is kind of a helmet we just kind of carried on along with us. I hadn't wore a football helmet in many years, but, you know, in, in, in the industry I work in, we're supposed to wear hard hats. And so they're sometimes they're not comfortable. They get in the way. And I have a four-inch scar on the back of my head where I should have had a hard hat on. And so when so I have I have a wound that shows me. Because sometimes in life, you know, even though you know it's, it's uncomfortable, sometimes it's it's not not convenient. And sometimes we, we, we find ourselves that way in our spiritual life. Sometimes spiritual life, we find ourselves where it's, it's not convenient or something. Sometimes we, we just forget to do it. Forget to put on that helmet to protect our minds. Sometimes we get into places and we allow ourselves, what I said, allow us the things, and that's how we get to the places in our life, my life, allowing the enemy to creep in is because we, we, we mistakenly or, or we just didn't have enough time in our life and so tonight as I begin to close, as I close tonight, I ask us tonight as we stand, we need to put on the helmet of salvation. We need to cleanse out our minds tonight. Tonight as we make an altar where you're standing, or I'm opening the altars tonight. Tonight if you're not, if you feel like the enemy has crowded in tonight, God has given us the power to overcome that. He's given us the strength to overcome anything that we're facing. And so tonight I ask us, as we put on that helmet of salvation, as we put on that helmet of protection, each one of us here tonight, before we leave here tonight, because we're going to walk out them doors in just a few minutes, and we're going to walk into an evil world of a lot of influences in our life. And before we leave here tonight, we need to put on that helmet of salvation.
We need to put on that protection that God has given us to overcome anything that we face. Let us pray. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us tonight. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.